0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Our scripture reading today is from Psalm 141, verses 1 through 4. I call you, Lord, come quickly to me. Hear me when I call you. May my prayer be set before you, like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil, so that I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. Do not let me eat their delicacies. I'll be reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 19 and Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 to 11. Now we ask you brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who cares for you in the Lord and who admonishes you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage and disheartened. Help the weak to be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Give good gifts to those who ask for it. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. May God bless the reading and hearing and understanding of his word.
0: So here is uh, where I would normally say that as we conclude this worship series... But you see, with our 531 initiative, I'm not going to, because we've got a lot of work to do. We have a lot more prayers to say, more time to reflect and listen to God's voice, and more time to share conflux moments with each other. And therefore, I'm going to again remind you of the 531 initiative cards, not just the prayer cards that are laminated that you see, but the the testimony cards that we have in the back or by the Welcome Center. Some of you have already filled some of those out, and and thank you for that. But I continually ask you, fill those out. Fill those out of conflux moments, those moments that it was undeniable that God was with you in a particular moment. And share those so that we can share them together so that we can learn from each other as we gather. And so I want to share one with you this morning, uh, one that I received last week. Uh, and so Kimberly Lynch has, has given me the, uh, the okay to share this with you. Uh, but this was her conflux moment. And you're going to notice that as I read this that there's no way in the world she got that on that little card. Uh, <laughs> So that's okay. If you've got to write in the back of the card or take another notepad out or something and write it down, I encourage you to do that too. So this is what she wrote and she shared with me. She said, Ron and I were called to be with uh, his cousin's side uh, as his uncle was passing. The daughters had asked if we could be present because I, I understand this process and they were asking for guidance. We arrived and I spent some time with his daughters answering their questions and and hearing their stories. We then went in with Uncle Chuck and said our goodbyes. I sat down in a chair in the corner of the room as the daughters and spouses continued to be around Uncle Chuck. About 30 minutes, after about 30 minutes, they all sat, all two sat down, and we shared stories together. And I kept an eye on Uncle Chuck's breathing. I noticed a huge change. In his breathing, and told the daughters that his final moments were getting real close, and, and asked if they wanted to be around him, and they said yes. I continued to sit. At that moment, I felt a huge nudge to stand up and start a hand holding circle around Uncle Chuck. All was silent for a few moments when God told me. Actually, I think He just opened my mouth. And I began reciting the Lord's Prayer. The family joined, and as we said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uncle Chuck Chuck took his last breath. After this took place and the daughters were around him, his daughter Cheryl came up to me and thanked me for starting the Lord's Prayer exactly when I did. Stating that Uncle Chuck prayed this prayer every night before he went to sleep. She wanted to herself, but the words would not come. She said at that exact moment she knew Uncle Chuck and God were standing together, reciting the Lord's Prayer together, and God's will was done. He was now free from suffering and pain. I never thought of this as a conflux moment and just thought I was grateful for that I was at their side. But now I understand this moment was far more. It was an undeniable conflux moment. And so, where are those for you? Where are those conflux moments for you? Uh, someone else shared one. Uh, actually, it was on a post on our on one of the uh, the Journey of Hope's uh, daily uh, daily posts that came out with with. Uh, Reflection questions in those scripture passages that I normally give you every week. And and this one was talking about somebody who, who stepped away to handle a pretty difficult conversation on Friday. But then returned to see this wonderful group of United Methodist women gathered around a table eating and celebrating each other. And sharing with one another some of, the, some of the things they see the church doing. It was a conflux moment for her. And so I'm going to remind you again, your bulletins you have handy. They have scripture passages. They have questions to reflect on and, and think about over this next week. It also has places for you to jot down notes so that when God speaks this morning... And I'm not going to say that, that God hasn't already spoken. But when you hear God speak, that you would jot those down so that you don't forget those. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word, to hear your message for us today. And so God, I ask that the words no longer be my own. God, that the words that I speak are your words, your words for your people, your message for your people. So speak God, as we are listening, and Creator God, break through our lives and journey of hope with new opportunities, new life, and new power to do far more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go back a little ways. In 1722, Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf, I'm not sure if anybody has heard of that name before, uh, if, if there were any uh, actually I should probably ask because uh, Ted Winnington is probably watching and Ted's going yes I know who Zinzendorf is uh, as a good historian would uh, but Zinzendorf was upset by many of the things happening to Christian exiles that came from Bohemia and Moravia and in kindness and mercy he let them create this I guess this sense of community at his place in Germany This place, which is actually his home, eventually would become known as Hernhut, which actually means under the Lord's watch. And as this this community grew, the people there realized the power of prayer. And they decided that it would be a good thing to start a prayer vigil, a 24-hour prayer vigil. The people who came to Hernhut all would spend an hour of scheduled time in prayer. They would have different hours that they would would spend in prayer. Not really sure where this was going to lead. After all, they thought it might only last a day or two of this 24-hour prayer vigil. But as they began, something amazing happened. God inspired others to join them. And before they knew it, they had prayed for a week. Then they prayed for another week. 24 hours a day of unceasing prayer. First Thessalonians just told us about this, about praying, continue, praying continually. But this 24 hours of unceasing prayer continued for a month. And then another. And another as it stretched to a year's worth of prayer. Years went by, then decades, until they realized that, that they had been praying for over a hundred years. That's a prayer meeting. I'm not asking us to go and pray for a hundred years, although it would be wonderful if we did that. The people who were affected by this prayer, by this prayer ministry, are too numerous to count. But you may recognize that the people who started this prayer initiative were Bohemians and Moravians. And part of our Methodist history was an encounter that John Wesley had with a group of Moravians. And you might remember the story. I think I might have told it once or twice before. Uh, This happened on the ship that was headed back from the Americas to England, John Wesley was headed back with his tail tucked between his legs and going back to England because his, his mission or vision for, for, the, uh, for this new world didn't work out the way he wanted it to. And so he was upset. Going back to England, a storm hit, and he was scared because he was not assured of his salvation. He'd been preaching for years. He was an Anglican priest. Years had gone by with him preaching. In fact, uh, there was one friend of his that told him, said, John, preach faith until you have it. And then once you have it, preach it all the more. And so he wasn't assured of his salvation. And so here's this storm that, that brews up on this ship and, and he's afraid that he's going to die and he's not really sure where he's going to spend eternity. And just at that moment, he notices this little group of Moravians, over in the ship, singing songs, singing hymns and praying and and praising God. And he was so moved by that encounter that that he joined them. He would join them at Hernhut in prayer and in worship. And it was after leaving one of those meetings that, that his heart was strangely warmed, his Aldersgate experience when John had this conversion experience and was finally assured of his salvation. Prayer, persistent prayer, 100 year long prayer initiatives helped to form John Wesley and therefore who we are all today. We all have this connection back to Hunt. Now we have heard over the past couple of weeks about prayer Scripture, like the ones that we heard this morning, have told us to pray continually without ceasing fervently and asking God to provide for us. Jesus tells us that we should ask, that we should seek, because when we do, we will receive and we will find. If we ask for doors to be opened, if we are asking correctly in the name of Jesus, in God's will, the door will be open to us our 531 initiative is relying heavily on this truth we want God to break down barriers open doors release the power God has already put it within us why so God can do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine If this is truly what we want, we need to trust that God will provide. And if we believe that God will provide everything that we need, then prayer is not optional. If we believe that God will provide everything that we need, then prayer is not optional. We've had two weeks already of this initiative, praying at either 5.31 in the morning... 5.31 5.31 in the evening, or maybe you just continue to pray this all day long. And I wonder if anything has come up. I wonder if anything has started to bubble to the surface with all of you. I mean, have you, have you noticed a nudge? Have you noticed a, a calling? Maybe, maybe a barrier has been knocked down, or a door has been opened to you that before seemed that it was locked tightly. Where have those circumstances been? What testimony can you give? Again, write them down and share them so that, so that we can all share with each other. I'm not sure, actually, if our link is working or not this morning uh, for the 531 online form no? Okay. We're going to send an email out to everyone so that we can get that link up there so that if you wanted to fill one out online, you can do that, like we had, uh, we had one last week. Uh, but we'll get that put back up there for you. Uh, and so let me remind you that we've talked about different forms of breakthrough prayer. We've talked about, if you remember, threshold prayer, which is a prayer of not really knowing what we are looking for. Just basically saying, God, hey, here I am. Use me. Guide me. I don't know where you're going to take me. I don't know what you're going to put in front of me, but God, use me. We don't know, and so we let God guide us. The archer's prayer of knowing a direction, but needing God to kind of make a way, to clear a path, or to provide something for us. And then there was the prevailing prayer. The prevailing prayer of moments where we run, in, run into that brick wall, and we can't see a way around it. We almost just want to give up. And so we pray for that barrier, that obstacle to be removed so that we can continue with God's will and God's plan. This is definitely a breakthrough type of prayer as we ask God to remove those specific barriers that are in our way. And last week, we talked about conflux moments. And these are the times when it was undeniable that God's presence and action was with us. And I've got to say that it has been absolutely inspiring to hear so many of you talk about the moments in your past that you initially thought may have just been like a special circumstance or a coincidence, but now you realize the very presence of God in that moment, in that moment of your life. This tells me that you are not only praying the 531 prayer, but that you are listening to God speak through your past experiences. But what do we do when we don't feel like God is either hearing or answering us? Have you ever had a season in your life when you felt like, like God was silent? You've prayed and prayed maybe for healing, for answers, for open doors, and so far, nothing. What now? Where do we go from here? I want to share with you another passage of Scripture from the Gospel of Luke. It's Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said... Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus taught his disciples to pray and to never lose heart. In other words, pray and don't give up. This is persistent prayer. The story speaks of a woman who would not give up in her constant requests of the judge who finally gives in. But you see, God is not like that judge. God will answer us in our time of need. Sometimes the answers aren't what we would hope it would be, but they are answers Nonetheless, with our 531 initiative, I'm asking you to be persistent in prayer. To be persistent. I'm asking you to keep praying. Asking for the open doors, the the new visions and the dreams, the new power and the insight. And for barriers to be removed. God will do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. Do you truly believe that? God will do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. Do you really believe that? Do you? Someone told me that they were having a conversation with a friend and the topic of, of church came up. She was asked where she attended church, and when she responded, Journey of Hope... Her friend said, "Oh, oh! I've heard that church is on fire. Not literally. <laughs> I've heard that that church is on fire. Are you on fire? Are you on fire for what God is doing in your life? Do you have a renewed sense of God's calling on your life at the life of journey of hope? I know that I do." God is already doing immeasurably more than, than I can imagine right now. And it's only because of the power of the Holy Spirit that we are seeing so many miracles, so many ministries, and so many lives changed. Right here. What more is God planning? What more is God planning for a journey of hope? What, is, what more is God planning for you? Where is God leading you today? What more is God wanting to do with your life? This is, this is the purpose of our breakthrough prayer. This is the purpose of this constant, persistent prayer as we share this of removing obstacles, of guiding us. And so we spend a lot of time in prayer. And, uh, and before we wrap this up, there was a question that came in. Uh, And the question that came in, uh, because I I keep forgetting to mention this, that if you have these, my phone number is in the bulletin. You can text me the questions and I can see if I can get to those. But the question came in, how do you keep bad thoughts away when praying? Sometimes for me, uh, it's hard keeping all thoughts away not necessarily just the bad thoughts. So I'm going to take this as a, as a general thing of, of bad thoughts or any other thoughts that are not focused on prayer uh, because I have had that problem. And, and one way that, that I found to get around that is to try to focus my mind on the prayer. And sometimes that means doing something with my hands or with my feet uh, and so, th- during our Lenten season, you're going to see this come back. I'm going to put the prayer labyrinth back in the in the community room for all to use because I have found that by walking a prayer labyrinth, or having one—I've got one on my desk now—that uh, you can use a kind of a pencil or a stylus that you can follow. But as I'm walking that prayer labyrinth, as I'm looking at my feet and praying, I'm focusing on the prayer and what I'm doing. And that seems to keep a lot of the other stuff away. That may be one way you do it. Another way that you might be able to do it is you might just, you might just stop the prayer. You know, if something comes in while you're praying for something else, and all of a sudden your, your head starts to fill with something that, that is not part of the prayer that you don't feel should be there, first of all, maybe you just stop and you say, okay, God, first of all, get rid of this unless you want me to pay attention to it. Because maybe that extra thought is an answer that God is giving you. Maybe not if it's the bad thoughts, but, uh, but God may be speaking to you at that moment. So maybe just taking a, taking a break and pausing for it for just a moment and going, okay, hang on God, either remove these thoughts from me so that I can continue on in my conversation with you or tell me that this is what you are really looking for me. That this is something that, you're, that you are speaking to me through. So I hope some of those may help. Maybe I'll come up with a few others for you a little later. But, uh, but prayer sometimes is difficult. We always think of all the other things that we need to do. We start praying and go, oh my gosh, I've got to get the dishes done. I've got to go out and snowblow the driveway. I gotta, whatever it may be that's on your heart. And so it is a learning curve for us. But the more you practice, the more you tune yourself into where God is calling you, the better you will become at it and the more attentive to to God's voice. And so with that in mind, will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we hear you speak. We hear the stories of being persistent in our prayer and to and to pray continually. And so God, help us do that. Clear our minds as we we share our prayers. Clear our minds as we we lift up breakthrough prayer to you. And God, answer us. Hear us when we call out to you and remove those barriers and call us to do so much more. Help us to trust that, that what you want to do through us is far greater than we could ever imagine. So allow us to also fully trust in you. God, speak as we, as we share a song. Speak to our hearts now. Call us to those bigger and greater things. In Jesus' name, amen. May that truly be our prayer this morning, that God has his way with us. That God continues to guide us as we pray, as we pray that breakthrough prayer and ask God to remove all the barriers and to inspire us with new dreams, new visions, new power, and new opportunities. May that truly come from God through all of us here. And so now as we get ready to leave this place, go next door into the community room and enjoy some fellowship time and some some cake. Uh, May you go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you and it goes with you always. Amen.